Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. You gotta fight for your right to party. You gotta fight for your right to This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast here on SENZ at 20 past 7. Uh, just uh, waiting to get Ben Ryder uh, from Sports Illustrated on the line to talk about this Major League Baseball lockout. And uh, he is, of course, the author of Astro Ball. Have you, have you managed to read that uh, b- book, Izzy? It's kind of a, it's about the Houston no. Astros. And they, they kind of they took that, mm. that money ball approach. And Ben Ryder wrote this book, and he uh, basically wrote the book when they were the worst team in baseball and predicted, based on what they were doing, uh, that they would win the World Series in five years' time, and they won the World Series in exactly five years' time. Yeah, I, I when you sent me the, the link last night, I read the um, the brief preview of it and uh, got a bit of an understanding and then heard the um, lines about Moneyball and, and the way that... Well, so is this the same team... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the same team that went through the sign stealing? Yes. Scandal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They were one so of. He's... They were one of those teams. Oh. Okay. Okay. So he's obviously wrote the book when they were horrible, and then they've gone through and won it, and then obviously the controversy that unfolded from them winning the from stealing the the signs and oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 So mate, it's a it's a it's a it's a really good read that book actually, um, and just mm. the fact that he managed to go. He he saw all the signs. He, he kind of drew parallels from what the Oakland A's had done, and drew those parallels mm. and went, "Oh yeah, I can see how this works." And uh, I think you know this is what we're going to end up with. So yeah, it's a really good piece of journalism because he's a, one of the main writers for Sports Illustrated as well. Covers a lot of NFL yeah. as well as uh, Major League Baseball. So um, yeah, it'd be uh, be good to get him on. I think he's just uh, he's he's going to be dialing through in a minute, so we can uh, we can get him on and talk about this lockout because, like you know, I think the big question is here. Who who comes out of this looking worse out of this lockout? Because mm. you know, is it the players? Do, do, do the fans think the players have been greedy, or is it the owners, um, or is it the commissioner? Mm. Oh, I think the commissioner's got a lot to answer for, <laughs> mate. Like just from getting a bit more of an understanding of how he's approached every single time there's something's happened like this. Um, yeah, it's been difficult. Have we got him. We got I've, Ben on the line. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think we do have Ben on the line. I, th- I think uh, Kieran's just exchanging uh, chicken taco recipes with him. Uh, ben Ben Ryder joins us uh, from Sports Illustrated. G'day, Ben. How you doing? 
I think I might have to get that taco recipe after we go off air. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> I didn't get it yet. <laughs> it's not bad, man. Aaron doesn't know. He didn't even cook it. <laughs> hey, um, Ben, we're in the middle of this uh, in this lockout with the Major League Baseball, and I'm from the from all the way over here looking in. I mean, it's it doesn't look good for anybody. I don't think, but particularly, uh, it doesn't look good for Rob Manfred, the commissioner. I mean. On a scale of David Stern to Roger Goodell, just how popular is the man at the moment? <laughs> Definitely uh, towards the Goodell end of the spectrum. And that's by design. You know, you have to understand, guys, about the commissioners of our sports here in the U.S. They're not all powerful, dispassionate figures. They essentially work for the 30 men who own the teams. And their function is mm. to, you know, get a coalition together among those owners, but essentially to take orders from the owners and then to take flack from fans and from players when things don't go well. So that's exactly what's happening right now. And with very good reason, because from almost every angle by which you look at this thing, uh, these are the owners of the baseball teams being, for lack of a better word, incredibly greedy as far as how much of the pie as far as the financial windfall they want to share with the players who they employ and the players who in fact generate all of those revenues to begin with uh in past labor conflicts it's been a little unclear you know the players asking too much is this a battle of billionaires versus millionaires no one's very sympathetic this one is different this one clearly seems to be a case of basically runaway greed on the part of the very, very wealthy people who own these teams. What are the numbers? What are the numbers we're, we're talking about here with the slice of the pie that the owners are, are after? And you're right, they are billionaires, so money to them is probably not a problem. And without the players, they wouldn't have any sort of product. So what is the slice of the pie that they're really trying to um, um, get for themselves? Well, I guess, you know, one thing we have to understand is this probably is why they're billionaires who can own baseball teams, because this is the way they yeah. move through the world, and this is the way they bargain, and this is the way mm. they operate. But look, you have to understand that revenues in baseball, despite all you hear about baseball's popularity dwindling and all that, revenues have exploded over the past few mm. decades. Uh, player salaries haven't. Like, yes, they have at the very top end, right, for the very, very huge superstars, Mike Trout, John Carlos Stanton, people like that. But the overall share of that those revenues going to players' salaries hasn't really moved very much, if at all. So players are mm -hmm. saying, we think that we should uh, see some of those profits, right, which seems perfectly fair for people who are the best in the world what they do. Uh, and the owners are saying, you know, no, you shouldn't. Now, I don't want to get too into technicalities, especially for your for your listenership. Um, but essentially, there's this thing called the competitive balance tax, which states that over a certain level of payroll, uh, if teams spend over a certain amount, then they have to start paying a tax to the other teams as kind of a penalty. It essentially functions as a salary cap. In baseball now the owners are proposing that this year it should be 220 million dollars and over the next five years it should rise to no more than 230 million dollars so this isn't even tracking really inflation or cost of living the players are saying okay let's start at 238 million and we'll go to 263 million 
in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about a, a sport that generates billions and billions and billions of dollars of revenue <laughs> growing every year, this doesn't seem like such a huge gap. Uh, but the owners refuse to budge an inch, and it is their decision that the players should be locked out, and it is now their decision that the season is not going to start on time. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, Ben, I mean, at the moment, the way things look with the first two rounds of games um, cancelled, uh, we're going to lose probably about 91 games uh, so far. I mean, obviously, you know, the likes of the ESPNs and, and, the, and the pay TV deals that they've got going, that's going to cut into the TV revenues that the owners get back. So at what point uh, does it become more, uh, I guess, beneficial for them to, to work with the players and agree a deal than to lose games? The owners can hold out a lot more for a lot longer than the players, which is always the case because they have so much more money. Um, but structurally, they can as well. One thing that's interesting that has recently come out is that uh, the owners' TV deals actually aren't affected at all up to 25 games lost, right? So they can essentially miss the first month of the season and get paid the exact same amount. So really, if you're looking at what might start to be a deadline that might hurt the owners a little bit more, it's probably that first month. We're probably talking about April. Uh, so you factor that in with the fact that the owners have a much more higher tolerance for these losses uh, and also for the fact that the owners are essentially sitting on gold mines and that when they sell their teams, the prices have only ever gone up and gone up expeditiously. Uh, you know, the owners... I guess what I'm saying is that the owners have a much longer way to go before they start feeling real pain than the players. But I will say the players seem to have a kind of a, a commitment to doing this that we haven't seen in previous years. The players are pissed off to use an Americanism. Mm. And what about the fans? They are a huge part <laughs> of this as well. So how are the fans reacting to the, to all this uh, unfolding right in front of them? Are they, are they getting... Are they throwing tax at these owners and, and just really ripping into them and, and how they feel? You know, they're a big part of the, why this product's so successful. Yeah, they're pissed off too, obviously. Mm. You know, I get mm. it. A lot of fans don't care a whit about this stuff. You know, they say the owners are rich, the players are rich as far as any kind of societal mm. measures, right? Like, I don't care who gets paid what. I just want to see baseball. They're both at fault. But among mm. other fans, you're really seeing, for the first time, a lot of blame falling on the owners. And that hasn't been the case in the past. I think there's a lot of anger at the owners. You know, we, baseball is having some problems as far as popularity to begin with. This will not help things. We all remember the strike in 1994. Mm. The game suffered a real lapse of popularity. It was brought back in 1998 by the incredible internationally covered home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Uh, we all know the underpinnings of that as well now, but uh, things could be even worse this time, especially for a fan base that, you know, has had several compromised seasons in a row because of the pandemic, right? Like, you don't want it to be a case where a full season of baseball starts to seem like a rare event, but that's what we're headed towards right now. Uh, ben, just before I let you go, uh, Izzy is a tragic Anaheim Angels fan. Uh, at what oh. point, and at what point can he start pick, picking up cheap merchandise off the official <laughs> site because they realise they're not going to make the playoffs? <laughs> Isn't it cheap already? No. <laughs> if, if, if they discounted Angel stuff every time they weren't going to make the playoffs, you should have had a discount for the past decade or so, Izzy, because that's not something that's happened. Even while they've had what, like. 
the two best players in baseball now, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Look, I guess the one thing you can say is assuming the baseball is actually played and assuming those guys are healthy, they're at least fun games to watch because of those guys, even if they don't end up uh, winning all that much somehow. Yeah, good stuff, Ben. I was, a, I was an Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols fan. <laughs> the great Albert. There you go. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Ben. Hey, thanks very much for coming on, man. Keep up the great work with Sports Illustrated, and uh, uh, hopefully we see another book out of you sometime soon, eh? Yeah, man, getting working on it. Appreciate it. Cheers. Go well, Ben Ryder there from Sports thanks, Illustrated ben. out of the States uh, talking to us about uh, the Major League Baseball strike and how that is shaping up. It doesn't look like there's really going to be uh, a winner anywhere, particularly not the fans. The fans are certainly not winning uh, mm. in that struggle at the moment. Hey, it's uh, time we better get to uh, the, the grumpy one, Emma, uh, with news from Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.